Hello and welcome to the Men Able Matters podcast, brought to you by the Men Able Movement. I'm Steve Whitten, the founder of Men Able, and it's our intention to bring you hints, tips and the inside stories from our fabulous guests to help you to understand mental health and to get the global automotive industry talking about it as an everyday subject. So join us with another fantastic guest here on Men Able Matters. Welcome to another episode of Men Able Matters with me, Steve Whitten. Now, my guest this time uh, in celebration of Pride Month 2022 is the fabulous Sam Adcock. Now, Sam and I connected through LinkedIn and also through a mutual connection. One of our ambassadors, actually, James Herbert. So we've got him to thank uh, for our connection. So I'm going to let Sam introduce himself in a minute. But I am really, really pleased to have Sam on the podcast because he is a very hardworking service advisor in a Ford commercial vehicle um, garage, I guess you call it that, uh, up in the north of England, in Sheffield, actually. Um, and he's also openly gay. So he's one of the very few people that I know in the car industry that is openly out about his sexuality. So I'm looking forward to talking all about that and the issues and trials and tribulations that that may have caused in the hope that this episode resonates with anyone else who's in the automotive industry who's in the same position. So a very big welcome, uh, Sam, to Men Able Matters. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad, thank you. I'm, I'm doing all right. So in good old-fashioned Men Able Matters style, if you could let us know a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do, and um, clear up all of that stuff that I probably flustered over <laughs> at the beginning, um, and if you want to make that last about 40 minutes, that'd be brilliant. I can try. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Sam. Um, I've worked in the motor trade since I was 16. Mm -hmm. uh, left school as an apprentice. Um, actually studied motor, uh, motor mechanics in my last two years of school as like a day release thing during school. It sounded a bit prison -y, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, but it was... Uh, yeah, so I got my. I was able to get my MVQ level, uh, MVQ level one. You know, get ready for my apprenticeship. Yeah. Um. But yeah, been in since I was sixteen. I've worked around. I've worked for. I'm working for Ford now, but I've worked for um another um quite a large motor, Japanese motor motor manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Um. Before moving to Ford, and I was with them for I think about eight years as well yeah. um also left school i uh trained as a, an actor for television and stage oh, wow. okay never cool. pursued it yeah because as i qualified i also qualified as an apprentice apprentice right, for, uh, right. for the motor trade and i thought oh guaranteed wage or hunting for work what seems better <laughs> so, <laughs> um but yeah um i've always i've always wanted to be in the motor trade it's been something that was it's been um, it's been part of my life since I was, well, since as far as I can remember, my grandparents were all mechanics. Uh, my, especially my granddad who lives up in the North. Um, he was always, every time I used to come up and visit him, there was either half of his car out on the engine on the kitchen table, you know, when my nan's sitting there in absolute disgust, um, or my, we, we would uh we would never have an eventless journey up to uh up to the yorkshire because my parents would always have these unreliable uh well i can't say fords but fords yeah, yeah good <laughs> which, old days when cars weren't reliable like they are now yeah yeah 
<laughs> so we always end up either being towed up the M1 by my granddad's car or on the back of a recovery truck. <laughs> so I, I was kind of um, kind of in on in on that with my with the, with my uh, um, trying to think my yeah enthusiasm for cars and trying to work out the engines i've always been wanting i've always liked cars i always have been now i'm Um, intrigued by that because one of the things we're facing in the industry right now is a bit of a skill shortage and a bit of an issue of attracting young people into the trade so i mean obviously i get what you're saying there and and was it just that that attracted you into the industry or uh, yeah, I, I don't know why. From a young, from a young, young age, I've just been interested in cars, car racing, Formula One, any form mm-hmm. of motorsport. And um, where, where my granddad would, whenever I'd come up, he would say, "Come on," like, and he'll show me like this is where you put the oil, this is where you put the screen wash, you know. And he would always talk about his cars and stuff. And I was always yeah. interested and, and, according to my parents, quite enthusiastic as as, as a child. I mean that. Uh, I think at the age of four that we found a picture in an album of me helping my granddad fix his uh fix a ca- uh, so change a cam belt on his old sierra and oh, there's wow. me sitting there holding a spanner and a socket sitting inside of the curb covered <laughs> in oil uh helping him do it so that's that kind of it it, it kind of fueled my want to join the yeah, motor trade yeah. and you know and just i'm just interested i'm very hands-on like, yeah. my mom likes to say I'm, i i like to mess around a lot pull things apart and put things back together so it was um that was for you, then. <laughs> yeah it is so it, it really wants to um join the motor which again enhanced my decision when i qualified from um drama school to just follow the follow the um the mechanic side of it because i was more i was more uh more keen on that side of it now you must get um, on well with james then because he puts a picture on um Menable me recently of i can't remember exactly what it was it looked like some sort of circuit board or something that he'd taken apart yes. and was fixing yeah and, uh... um he was rebuilding a um, i believe it was a first generation game boy wow that someone was selling as spares and repairs so we bought it to uh, have a fiddle, fiddle around with and get it working and i think he has actually got it working now well i i looked at it when he when he put about you know this was that was helping his mental health because it meant that he was mm. focused and just sort of you know looking at the detail yeah. and i just thought the, the thing with that that would help my mental health would be taking a hammer to it <laughs> <laughs> I think they're the bits that he's left out. Sorry? They're the bits he's left out. (laughs) I've got no patience with anything like that at all. So (laughs) So, um, I know you didn't mind, but at the beginning Mm. when I introduced you, I talked about you being one of the only openly gay uh, people that's working in the automotive Mm -hmm. industry. Now, I know that's probably a long way from the truth. It's just you're just one of the only ones that I know. Um, So... I'm, you know, obviously this is this session is about, um, you know, us supporting Pride a little bit as well, which is yeah. uh, June 2022. It's obviously the same month every year. Um, how has that been for you in the industry? It was it was challenging at start at, at first. I mean, mm-hmm. I came out um, just after I turned 18. So 12 years ago. So you'd already been ago, in the trade years. a couple of years. So I'd been in the trade since I was 16. So, mm. and it's it, 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 even, I think it's always been, and I think it is always going to be, which I think this is wrong. But when you think of mechanics workshop, you know, you always think male dominated environment. Yeah. And exactly. there's always that. So if you're in a male dominated environment, the minute it's something that, and it's, it, it, again, it's wrong that people would associate it with this, but the minute you think of something not being like manly 
you're scared to do it. You're scared to even present anything like that in, in that environment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, I um, came out as gay when I was um, just after I turned 18, but I, I knew I was gay or I knew there was something different before then. And I think because of what, how the world was then and what people were saying and, you know, and, you know, things that are kind of drilled into you, like, um, do you know um, what? Sorry. I'm so sorry, Sam. I've just had a, I had a thought there. My heart sank for a moment when you said you knew there was something different. I, I'm at, I, do you know what? I actually think to myself, it, it, it's normal. It's everyone else that's different. <laughs> yeah. This, 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 this is the, um, this is, this is what like, uh, it's, 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 it's a bit hard to explain it. You shouldn't feel like that. If no, you shouldn't you feel, you shouldn't feel that. different. Yes. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're gay, you're straight, you're bisexual, or, mm-hmm. or you, you're no, you're nobody different. You, you are you. You're your own person, Absolutely. and you, nobody should stop you and hold you back from that at 100%. all. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, a lot. It's moved on a lot in mm-hmm. the last twelve years. It's, it's actually moved on incredibly in the last mm-hmm. twelve years. Um, and when I was thinking, oh, should I like that? Oh no, I shouldn't like that because I've had things where, like, your grandparents, where like, you see when you see they see a film and there's two guys kissing, my, one of my grandparents just turn it off. Like, wow. you kind of like you have all these these uh, these things just rolling around your head, going, "Oh no," because that's not right. No, so I'm like, he doesn't say it's right, and and I'm told that that's not right, and you just think, "Oh, I must be wrong." There's obviously something wrong with me, and yeah. I honestly thought there was something wrong with me for liking men yeah. and not liking women. Yeah, to a point where all I these even external went, signals, isn't it? It's all yeah. these, you know things going on and things that you you know that you're picking up that you're absolutely right it, makes you think that you're not normal exactly. or something wrong with you. Yeah, and I honestly didn't know what to do. I mm. honestly didn't know what to do, and. I didn't tell my parents, didn't tell, didn't tell it. I kind of like, which is, I, you shouldn't have to fight things on your own, but I, I, I just completely bottled it up. Did you come Sorry? out to them? You're, you came out to them eventually, I guess. Eventually, yeah. Right. It wasn't that long after I, t- after I came out, mm-hmm. um, but they, they do, they, I did come out to them in the end. But um, I even took, went off my own back um, and went and saw a counsellor because I thought I was having bad thoughts. Wow. In my head. That's what I honestly thought. And the counsellor turned around and said, um, actually said to me, no, <laughs> you're not. You've just been corrupted by other people's views and opinions, wow. which is blocking your own views and your own opinions and who you want to be. I like that counsellor. And, and told me, you you be, you know, like you, you be, you are you. Like yeah. you're, you're not sick. You're over 16. So you're technically classed as an adult. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stop you doing what you want to do. And mm-hmm. as you just said, he went, is that, and they started talking to me and I started talking a bit more and opening up about, you know, uh, about, Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I've got a girlfriend at the moment, but uh, I mean, even at 17, like I was like, I'm not sexually attracted to her at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and stuff like that. I just said, it's, it's weird, but I seem to be attracted to like, uh, like men and us. And it went on for a few sessions and, and, it was really good. And then I, when I was uh, 18, I uh, just after I turned 18, I took my best friend out for dinner. And <laughs> it's funny. She actually thought I was asking her out on a date and taking her out on oh, a wow. date. <laughs> so it was a little bit awkward, <laughs> but we went to, um, went to TGI Fridays of all places. I sat her down. I just said, look, I'm, I've got, I've been toying with 
these demons that have been battling inside my head telling me this is wrong and it's not wrong. So I've got something I need to tell you. And I told her and she couldn't have been over the moon for me. She was brilliant. She was ecstatic that I was even the first one she came out to. Um, but then the question was, and she, and it had been in my head and she did say, she went, are you going to tell the people at work? Cause at that point I'd been at this garage for two years. Right. Yes. And yeah. There was a few people there that were like, you know, who the comments were made. And it wasn't just comments to people who were gay. They were just generally their views on different, you know, differences within the world in everything, you know, yeah, was yeah. somewhat a comment to some people there. Um, Which they tend to, that the industry has had a tendency to, for that to be, um, you know, wrapped up as banter mm. and humor and and i know i've got to, you know i'll put my hand up and say I've, I've been party to that in the past and i'm yeah you know i'm not proud of that um but i know exactly what you mean so 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 what happened with did you know i mean how did you do that did you well talk to them individually i mean you didn't all get them all together or or, or how did it happen it, it's they were the last to know mm-hmm. and i i merely tell well the only reason i told i told them one per, well one person one by one, but then obviously word of mouth got round. Um, but I told them because I didn't want them finding out over mm-hmm. social media. Yeah. Um, so I told all my friends, all my friends were the first ones to know. Mm-hmm. And they all said the same question. Oh, have you told uh, how, how the, how the guys at work about this? And cause I'd come, I'd come, I would go out with stories and I'd say, Oh, there was, there was made this joke about someone there and stuff. And it, you know, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable and whatever, or the other apprentice that was there would say, Oh, that was a bit, you know, a bit dark, that comment like that. Yeah, and yeah. so I said, Oh, that's still yet to come and whatever. And then the, there was a fiasco of me coming out to my parents that didn't, didn't go as planned. They, they weren't, they were fine, absolutely fine with it, but just the build up to it, um, it kind of got taken from my hands. So I didn't really get to come out to my parents. Oh, right. um, someone did it for me. I oh, just was, I was just there as confirmation more than anything. Right, right. Um, and then I decided, to, you know, to, to tell someone at work. And I just thought, right, I've got to do this. So I told, I was really close with the apprentice at work because we used to go to college and then we went to university together for this part of apprenticeship. So I was always with this apprentice. So I said to her, I went, oh, I've, I've, I'm gay. Like, da-da, like, you know, like it was really awkward. Um, and again, she was over the moon. She like, she hugged me, she cried. She's like, she oh, just couldn't wow. believe it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then she sat down with me. And then she told like thought of a plan of action, just said, right. She goes, the guys at work need to know. They need to know. I said, unless you want to hide it. And I went, no. I said, I'm fed up of hiding this now. I said, like, um, I'm going to eventually find somebody that, you know, I'm going to start seeing and going to start dating and whatever. I said, so I can't hide them. I said, and more to the point is, if I start hiding who I am, it's going to be that person who I'd say, if I start seeing somebody might be offended by it. So I said, yeah. I need, I'm, go- I'm going to be open who I am. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be ashamed of who I am. So we started telling people at work, told my mentor first, who there, absolutely fine with it. He just said, just try and, he goes, you're very brave thing you've done. He goes, but try not to take a lot of things to heart because a few comments might be made. But he, he had my back. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know. Every, everybody eventually found out I work within maybe a couple of weeks. Nothing was really said. It was, oh, good for you. Good for you. And a few people didn't, people didn't really know what to say. Mm. 
which is fine. You don't need to say anything, you know, it's like, um, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't really, this is my own personal opinion, but I've never really got on with the whole big coming out party kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I've, it's, it shouldn't be the norm when you're gay to have a coming out thing because I don't recall my friends who are heterosexual sitting their mum and dad down at the kitchen table telling them that they're straight. So, well, it's funny actually, as it's why, because I, you know, before we started recording, I said to you, are you okay with me describing you as openly gay? And I must admit, even for me recently, I'm starting to find that phrase uncomfortable because I think, like we said, you know, that heterosexual people don't go, could describe themselves as openly straight, mm. you know? So why, why should that be different, <laughs> you know, for people who aren't heterosexual? I, I just, it's not sitting comfortably with me. No, it's, it's, it's it looks like you share the same views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, did, you know, did you, you know, I'm keen to understand, did you get much in the way of banter or comments or? There was some comments worse? made. Um, yeah. I think it was more, I think there's, 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 there's I think there's people out there, because there's, there's people out there have come out in the motor trade, which I think have been, like I've, I've had it probably a lot worse. I wouldn't say mine was bad. Mm. There were some challenges, but it was, it was not to a point where I didn't want to be there. You know, I, you know, it completely destroyed, you know, my men, you know, me mentally and wanted to, you know, be become me and then close myself back up. But I, I do know of people has, that has happened to, yeah. but comments were made. Um, a lot of them were because the radio was playing like silly little comments. Like I, is it I, Eileen Clara, whatever it is that one of some, Oh, I can't remember what the song was called, but they were like, um, oh, but, but you know, the technician would look at me and go, oh, but you're going to burst out to a musical number with this, aren't you now? And I was like, well, <laughs> no. I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I think I am um, what I am is the normal, is the song. I can't even think of the song name now. It's completely left my brain. I think it's, is it <laughs> What a Feeling or something like that? I think it was in some what a, oh, dance. Right. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Answers on a postcard, please, listeners, if you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was that. There was stuff like that. It was comments like that or... Um, if a Bronx um, song or erasure or pet shop boys, yeah, or, uh, relax, definitely. Or yeah, uh, George banger. Michael was right, probably the okay. number one one they used to battle yeah, me with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't take things really to heart, I just brush them off. And I knew I kind of expected there to be some banter with it, but because it was so early on in me discovering who I was and you know, and, and telling people, I was still yet to learn where that banter line was, right. So I kind of just took it all, you know, you know, with a pinch of salt and just, and if something really did bother me, um, <laughs> the thing is you're, you're about me. Um, and I'm sure James will probably talk to you to his blue in the face. Um, I will confront someone if they say something that is like derogatory or it is, you know, offensive to me or anything like that. I will challenge them and I'll just say, well, what, 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 why, why is that acceptable? Why is that a funny thing yeah, to say? Yeah. Um, obviously not in an awkward way, but I will, you know, I will challenge it to a point where <laughs> there's a certain name that follows a certain person that that uh, comments and uh, people. I think the name's Karen. No, my nickname, James and Annie named me Karen at work. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know why, um, again, but um, I kind of just took it all with a pinch of salt 
and right. but some some decisions. Now you say that, this. Sam. You say that you took it with a pinch of salt. But is there mm. is there ever an element of you that where any of that gets to you, or it goes too far? It it, it did. It did get a bit. It, I think it's when decisions start getting made on my behalf because of my sexuality is when it kind of got a bit too much and I started to get a little bit upset. Tell tell me more about that. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm more intrigued as well about what goes through the mind of someone who feels that that needs to be the case. I mean, it's, it's, I think it it falls down to a lot of stereotypes as well. So I don't think they, I'd like to think, I don't think they did it maliciously. I just think because they're not, they, I don't think they knew a lot about, you know, like about me and stuff. And I think they just assumed and there were the stereotypes and they mm. just, you know, um, so uh, working where I worked, it was uh, one of my requirements was I had to be able to tow a trailer with a car. Mm-hmm. Now, when I passed my driving test, it's not incorporated in license. I have to take a separate test. So when I turned, uh, when I turned 21, mm-hmm. um, I was able to take that test. Now, we, we can get put through that test because it's just easy to have. Um, for some reason, I was never offered that. And I couldn't understand why. But the other apprentice was. Mm. Um, and I couldn't understand. But then, because there were three apprentices, uh, two boys and a girl. But the other, the, the, me and the other girl wasn't offered it, but the boy was. And I thought, what? So I, I went and commented, made a comment to my boss and just said, it's something that I'd be quite you know keen to do as it is going to help. And they just assumed because I was gay that I couldn't tow a trailer. <laughs> and I went... Oh my god! Okay, so it's 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 the stereotype, isn't it? Of like, oh, oh, you know, I mean, it's horrible. It feels horrible saying, you know, like you always say, oh, women can't park. You know that kind of stereotype. It's like, oh, because I'm gay, I can't tow a trailer. I thought, really? I said, I like, what goes through your head to even think that? You know, what 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 comprehends inside your mind to even think that's an acceptable thing to decide on my behalf? So I made a bit of a wobbly about it. And I went and did my trailer test. And I, one other person, was the only one that passed first time. Wow. <laughs> so they all got flying birds when I got back well, to the uh, Well, yeah, that, I must admit, there's, 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 my mind is now whizzing around with all sorts of, of uh, very mm. inappropriate um, in a, innuendos about towing mm. trailers and things, as you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to was... say them. I'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. But you can see what... <laughs> what um, yeah, I mean it's that. Yeah, I mean that that says a lot, doesn't it, about yeah. the people around you? That it's it's. I've started talking recently about masculine and feminine energy, um, and that's exactly what that is. It, it's assuming that it's the feminine energy that's that's incapable of doing stereotypical masculine roles. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's just it's just it's outrageous. It's it is. Um, yeah, and it was it, it, it was it was things like that. Like we, um, as part of my, my job, I worked for um, a press office, so I was went on loads of loads of launches for new models and whatever, and we went to the most extravagant countries, beautiful countries. Um, and um, but I, I qualified um, a bit more into the friendship, and I was allowed to go on launches on my own. So I was allowed to um, orchestrate and go and help out launches, and um, went on the first launch. And this is this is how silly it gets. Um, right i went on went on a launch i was in madrid i think landed at the airport and they had arranged for uh, a car to pick me up and take me to the uh, hotel and then the launch was from the hotel so i didn't really have to venture out the hotel um 
but there was occasions in the evening where I'd want to venture out and where instead of paying for taxis and stuff, I, uh, I rang the office and just said, am I insured on these um, cars? Because they're not being used. So just so I can get to, you know, go to a supermarket, go, just, you know, go, go, go and do something in the evening as I was on my own. And they told me no. And I said, okay. Uh, so I spoke to someone else and, um, and I promise you, <laughs> hand on heart, because I'm gay, they thought I was unco- I'd be uncomfortable driving in a foreign country. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's this is getting worse. I can safely say that the person that that planned all of this and made that assumption no longer worked for the company after that. Wow. But I honestly, I the terminology throwing your toys at the pram was probably an understatement for how I acted after that. Yeah, I bet. But it was ridiculous. And I said, is that why I was picked up from the airport? Oh. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, again, it, I don't know what. See, I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a slightly different, I'm not in a different position from you now. Um, I, I was in that one, I'm 20 odd years older than you. Um, and it's the fear of all of what you've described that prevented me from being honest and authentic about who I am. And my story is now reasonably well publicized. I'm not going to go into it too much, but I mean, you know, and James knows and other people mm. know, and, and I've been blown away by how many people have been just so accepting. Um, and I don't get any grief, but then I've, I've actually inoculated myself against that because I've had 25, mm. 30 years of being a cheeky, chappy, confident person that I think anyone probably knows that if they started to, do anything like that for me that they would get both barrels <laughs> verbally, yeah. you know. Um, but it, it, you know, I just think back, well, isn't it a shame though that I had to to sort of lead this double life in order to, mm. you know, keep that hidden? So, I mean, hats off to you for not having to have, have to done that. Mm. Um, but where, where are you at at the moment with it all? Because there's, there's one thing that I do want to pick up on, mm. and I know we've talked about this and we did have a a little chuckle and I know you're you're okay with me mentioning it, but putting myself in the mind of, of people who think traditionally and someone who's always been a bit of a cheeky chappy, find a joke or an innuendo in something. Um, I know that you've had attention drawn to your surname, haven't you? Yes. In relation to being gay as well. So tell us a bit more about that. Um, So, my surname has caused uh, what well, it's been the punchline of a few jokes since I was in secondary school. Right. Um, but more so when I came out gay um, because my name has the word cock in it. Um, and, it and it's Adcock. Yeah, it says Adcock, yeah, is my surname. Right. Um, and actually, to be fair, still to this day, it, if, if something's going to, if, if something toys on with me, it is um, the jokes that come around with my surname. Now, I, there is a lot. I know there is a line with banter and stuff when it comes to it. And there's two people that get very close to the line with my surname, but they know they know when to stop. But so, some of the things that have been been made with my surname have actually um have actually made me make the decision now because I'm engaged and hopefully when the economy stops going up in price, we will plan to get married, mm-hmm. but I will be dropping my surname because of that reason. Wow. 
Um, that's, wow, and, that's a that's a big move. Um, it's that play. What my name is does play a big part in the reason why I'm dro- dropping it. And it's it's I shouldn't have to say this, and I you know, and it. But if I was marrying, you know, if I was marrying a woman, mm. then my surname wouldn't be a problem. No. But the fact that I'm in the process of now marrying a man, it it plays a big, um, you know. Uh, it, it does play a big part in some jokes and stuff. Because um, just uh, to balance this out, I think there is possibly an you know an element of a woman with that surname might get yeah. some comments. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, particularly if she's you know quite sociable when it comes to her dating <laughs> and things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that can imagine, but but you're absolutely right. It's almost it's like it's magnified. And I've got to be honest, Sam, and say that when James and I first sort of started talking and and you know getting close because he works a lot with us with with men able and he wanted to get you involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he mentioned on and you know we talked about it and and that was the first thing I said. It was actually wow. I can imagine that you do do get some stick. Yeah, in it's that environment with your surname. Yeah, it's not too much where I work now. Mm. In um, where I work now, the 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 guys are absolutely fantastic, and mm. there is quite a, a lot of young younger gener- well younger than me who work in the workshop. And because where it's come, well, you know, where we've been, you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, it's come so far in the last ten years. Yeah, it's something that they they've grown up with, so they're more, you know, I wouldn't want to say they're more grown up. Yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of the older generation in the workshop, not, no one has ever made a comment. That has been offensive where I work at all. At the absolutely lovely bunch, and they're so respectful. But in the past, I think more people tolerated them. Are happy with it, mm-hmm. um, and some people like to, you know, make it clear that they tolerate it. But then, you know, they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the what one of the other reasons I will the decision to drop my surname has made is because um, my husband to be. Um, the fact that I've grown up through school, through a few jobs and stuff with the name joking around, um, he's never had, he's never been in the situation because he's not got my surname. So he's not experienced that joking around that, that what you want, if you want to call it banter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want him to go through it because mm-hmm. the minute he gets my surname, it's going to open him up to all the joke or, you know, all the ad cock jokes. Yeah. And and it's it's probably not a good a good um thing to have in your head for that because it's because it's probably the only one thing that's that bothers me because I can say walk up to someone and say no I'm openly gay and they go oh that's fine like that and then I'll say oh what's your surname oh it's Adcock and they go really mm. you're like yes it is yeah. go over it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um so but- that that so I find that I do find that fascinating because I've often been um, pulled up for my humour and my you know, tendency to sort of drop in an innuendo or an inappropriate mm. comment. And, you know, and I just think the fact that you're getting that from people who aren't maybe as, you know, one of the only skills I have is that I have a very quick wit, um, which has landed me in hot water quite a lot. But <laughs> um, the vast majority of people wouldn't say that they do. So the fact that people are picking up on that straight away just set absolutely says to me that that sort of smutty innuendo inappropriateness is not far from the surface if people are really honest yeah do you know what i mean yeah no definitely i mean i even this still happens now i have some people that look at my name don't really 
you think, is that really his name? And they they uh, add another D and remove the C. So they call me Mr. Adok. And you're like, no, you had it right the first time. Wow. Okay. But, um, but it's, <clears throat> it's it, it, sh- it probably shouldn't bother me as much as it does. But like I mm. said, so there's, there's a few people that I, they, they do joke around my surname and, but they know the boundaries and mm. I'm fine with it. But it's, um, I think most of it was probably school or um, like events where I'd go in, you know, your name text is your full name and stuff like that. And I mean, one of the one of the ones I can remember from my childhood was um, uh, we went go karting, and my granddad had bought me this personalised England uh, t-shirt. So he said Adcock on the back of it, and we're all going around with these go karts. In fact, it wasn't too long; it probably about six or seven years ago. We'd gone on like some work bonding thing. Um, but the shot where it got me going around the corner was a shot from behind and my shirt had creased and the D had disappeared. That then got printed and <laughs> yeah, you know, and you think we're all adults here, really, is that? Right. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, but again, oh, and he's gay. Oh, yeah. Some, he obviously got more on the day out than we did. You know, it just, it's... So at what point does this does this sort of stuff become go from, you know, I don't even know that we're really meant to be using the word banter anymore, but it goes mm. from being sort of banter to being something that really mm. narks you there. Um, yeah, it, it's it's normally when it gets a bit extreme, if mm. you understand, if you, mm. if you get like, like, um, so it won't mean, mind me saying with, it. If it's said with malice in some way, do you mean? Or? If it's said with malice, yeah, that's that's, that's well crossing, crossing, crossing the boundary. But I think yeah. um, James won't mind me saying this, um, but I sit next to him for near enough 10 hours a day mm-hmm. and he, he he does like a good banter. Mm-hmm. But the, the line with me and James is I know he knows me enough like to know what pushes my buttons and, and I know he doesn't mean it you know, in a, in a malicious way. Mm. And I know he, you know, he doesn't mean any of it. Mm. Well, with a few other people, but it's when people you don't know kind of like try and jump on the bandwagon and then they just, it's constant. Every time they walk past you, they'll make a gay comment mm. like that. That's, I think, where the, where the line is in the sand. Mm-hmm. A joke is a joke and you say it once or twice, you laugh, ha-ha, you, you, you know, you move on. You know, the banter side of it is, you know, it... You can you can do you can use it more than once, but you know you don't overuse it. But yeah. when it's used continuously every day, every other you know by every other person, and then the, and then it's when they're laughing because they've said it, but you're not laughing. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the line is. But I even even now I've been I've been what twelve twelve years. I'm still trying to learn actually where the true line is, right? right. Because I'm quite thick skinned, but I think that's built more to the fact that I've where I've been you know all the stuff that's been you know gone through I've, I've kind of like yeah. thickened around it but I, I'm not going to be the same as anybody else yeah. like I think you know, everybody's I'm, I'm not thick-skinned I'm actually very very sensitive really and and always have been but what I've always done is used humor and and my own version of banter as a bit of a defense mechanism and you know now that I'm that you know I'm sort of publicly out if you want to call it that um i'm now finding that when i'm in a you know certain environments i'll i'll sort of act very very camp 
Um, and I do it as a bit of a joke, but it's a bit of a defense mechanism because what I'm finding, and it's actually I'm, I'm getting reinforcement from, reinforcement from doing it because what's actually happening is uh, most people just actually relax and just chill when they just know that you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, th- I think it's okay with you, by the way. I didn't. Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. I think I, it's, 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 it was I was just about to say, I think if what happens with banter as well is, is if they see you're right, if they see it's affecting you or you're, you're affecting rides into the bay, they're getting a, you know, they get a rise out of you. Oh, indeed. I think yeah. they will. But um, I honestly, still to this day, I'm, I still really honestly don't know where the line is from banter. And I know where my line is, um, but I, I don't actually, I don't know what the actual, you know, the line would be to a point where someone at work, where I work now, actually called someone else out for their behaviour around me because it was making other people feel uncomfortable. And I was completely oblivious to it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I thought, well, wow, should I have said something? Like, I feel really, it was only until. That sounds um, like progress though, Sam, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was great. So, you know, mm. some it, but to me, it didn't bother me because like it's, I, I thought it was banter. It was only till I got in one morning. I was just trying to do something to put some keys away. And in this, in one of the members of staff came up to me was like, Sam, I'm really sorry. I didn't know I upset you. And he gave in, like, I got a hug and he generally looked like he was going to cry. And I'm thinking, what is going on? I don't know what, what I said. What have you done? What's been said? And it was because like comments where we used to queue for, they've got a thing at work where a sandwich van comes around and on Thursdays they do hot dogs. It's called Footlong Thursday. You could probably put <laughs> no where you're going with it. the bits together of that. So <laughs> things like that or bending over desks and stuff and stuff like that. Comments were made and I wasn't, I wasn't under aware that, it got so extreme it was making some other members of staff feel comfortable and they actually generally thought I was just choosing not to mention it because I was relatively new at this point as well so I hadn't really come out of my shell so Mm. they thought maybe I was a bit too like scared to confront someone so they did it and then the next one I know I had this person pretty much in tears uh, apologising to me for making me feel really uncomfortable and you're saying I'm not homophobic it doesn't bother me that you're gay and stuff like that and I'm thinking what's going off mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna like fill me in a little bit I just don't know what you're yeah. doing but um yeah so, yeah no I mean I, this again this is another fascinating area because you know I know that I've I've used that sort of humor a lot in the past um but what I'm finding now is that if I would make a comment like that about myself but I would do it in a in a sort of, um, you know, kind of joking camp kind of way. And what, what I find yeah. is that it, I'm actually getting, it, it seems to relax people a little, but it relaxes the right yeah. people. I'm sure there's probably yeah. people around who'll find it a bit, you know, over the top or a bit loud or, or whatever, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I'm, I'm bad for. I join in with it as well. If nothing's mm, been said, mm. and I think, oh, hang on, there could be a, there could be a gay new blonde Tondra here. I'm yeah. going for it. So yeah. I, I'd, um, I, I'm, I'm just, but because I, I'm, I, I'm comfortable with that level of banter and work. And um, well, like, I wouldn't work be able together, to... Sam. We'd, we'd have a field day, wouldn't we? We'd have a, <laughs> we'd be a laugh a minute. <laughs> but I said like, HR might have a field day. Well, possibly, yeah. Um, <laughs> more than like, that wouldn't be the first time, I'll be honest. But this this is banter. This is like a level of confidence. Um, mm. and like a level of me being actually who I am that I've mm. not actually been able to do before. 
Yeah, um, exactly I've, right. That's my point as well. Exactly right. This like, the dealer I worked in before. They were perfect, but there, there was some joking around. But the, there wasn't really that sense of like it's like a sense of security for you, for like for me, sorry. And like it's since working in and I, in in this place I am now, and I'm sure it's down because the, the guys are fantastic there anyway. But I don't know if it's down for like progression over the last twelve years. You know, there's more and more and more is you know there's is out there. People are, are learning a lot more and stuff. And but I've been able in the last probably two or three years i've been actually been able to be me yeah exactly in not just work but in other places yeah and it was it's, it's been actually down to my partner dan like, i'm quite happily open at work with my friends and stuff but like there was there was situations in like um like social situations where I would still refer to Dan as my partner and he knows I'd use the word partner because I still get a little bit awkward saying, oh, he's my boyfriend because I'm still worried about what people will think. Because I think when we were chatting on the phone a couple of weeks ago, it takes one bad comment to really shut your confidence down. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's that's what it, it, it is. It's to, I'm just worried about that, that backlash that you're going to get. Mm. And Dan actually turns around and goes, this is my boyfriend. And then weirdly enough, and it still feels weird to say this, it's he's now my fiance. It, you know, it's, and it's like, I've not been able to do that properly. Like, like six months ago, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's, I've, I'm in a place at the moment now where it's like, I, I am, I am myself. Now, well, good, is, on, good on you, oh, Sam. Good on the yeah, good on the pair of you, and uh, you know we're we're we're, all, we're proud of you. So you know, keep doing what you're doing. But uh, in your travels on on the across the industry, have you come across many other um, guys who are you know gay that have come out and, and talked about it, or or actually um, the other side of that are you know that have perhaps meant said something to you, but are keeping it quiet? Um, there's been two occasions. Mm -hmm. um, the first occasion was when I was at college doing my apprenticeship back mm -hmm. when um, uh, a few years ago, who um, he was openly gay on the course, but he, 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 he wasn't ashamed, fair, fair play to him. He was not ashamed of who he was. And I'd take my heart off to him because I wish, <laughs> I wish I had, that much guts back then to do yeah, that because yeah. I just simply I didn't but like he was fantastic when it came to it he walked into that workshop with painted nails the lot he was he was not a care in the world I wish I had his, his confidence back then I really do and I, I hope he's not been you know been up against anything like that because he just didn't care if someone made a comment to him I think what one of his one of his comments were and I do use this to James a lot um someone made a comment about do you not think so he said do not think it's weird that you paint, paint your nails and he's, his, his response was darling i'm fabulous and he walked off <laughs> and it just it just blew my mind it I was brilliant yeah. um and then a couple of a couple of years ago um talking to um one not the place i work now but uh talking to one of the apprentices um i was up in the lunchroom and he came and sat down with me and he, he was he was quite gen, like quite curious to know how I knew when you know when I when I was gay and I said no oh, that's fine like open question if someone asks me a question I will answer it mm. I've got no you know I've got no problem with that so I say no you you just get you just get this this feeling it's mm -hmm. like it's 
you know, like it's you, you just know. And he's like, oh, okay. And he goes, and and you know, and you know, and then he starts saying, he goes, is it, you know, and start asking a few more questions. And then it's when it twigs in my head. I said, uh, I said, I went, I went, you're quite curious. This, I said, I said, are you, you know, I went between, you know, off the record, and he and um he was like laughed and went around. Went, no, because I'm, I'm just just curious. I'm just curious. And then, but a, a good couple of weeks later, he he actually came in confidence and told me that he he was wow. in fact well, he told me he was bisexual first. Mm-hmm. And I said that's absolutely fine. And then just to try and lighten the lighten the mood because he he did generally was bright red. He generally looked embarrassed. I obviously made a comment. I said, "Oh, greedy are we then?" Like that. Um, <laughs> you know, to try and like break the ice a bit. Just to well, like, my um, my version of that, Sam, is that I just say, "I'd why why restrict yourself to fifty percent of the population?" That's exactly. Yeah. You're keeping your you keep you you're, you're your keeping options your options open. open. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then again, it was um, it was probably about a week later. He came out said, "No, no, I'm I'm actually gay like that." And I'm like, "Okay." Wow. But I left the company probably a couple of months after that. So it, I don't actually know if he came out to everyone in the company. I was going to say because you, you said he was he was open in his in the college, but whether that was the case back at work in a yeah, you it's know, you know it's um male environment uh, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But other than that, I've not in in the workshop side. Mm. I've not met anybody yet who is you know who, who's openly gay in the workshop. Um, I've met a few people who work in sales department yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. but but nothing workshop you know related at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So. Um, just move on slightly. I know that uh, just for the last couple of minutes, that I also want to just mention that you've had a few health problems. You've been off recently. Mm-hmm. And you've had uh, some stuff done that uh, hopefully means that you're on the mend now for a good few I years. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell us a bit about that because you were born with heart disease. Is that right? Yes. So I was born with a heart condition called tetralogy of fallows. So people who are not medically minded, it means that you fall pummy chambers in your heart. Uh, the actual the joining bit right in the middle there was a hole in it so all oh, four wow. chambers were leaking into each other oh. um people are are born with heart murmurs but tend yeah. to repair themselves mm-hmm. uh, mine didn't repair itself unfortunately uh so when i was uh on my first birthday of all times on my first birthday i underwent open heart surgery to uh put a effectively like a big plaster in, the, in between the pumping chambers to split them all off again. Mm. Um, that was that was that for probably about 12 years after that. And then went on just a routine because I was at the hospital twice a year having, you know, just routine checks and whatnot. And they said, oh, they said, um, we've noticed something with, uh, with my parents. Oh, we've noticed something with, you know, with your son's heart again. And of course, panic exploded within my parents again. Um, went undergo some, went, uh, went under some tests again. And uh, the pulmonary valve uh, on the right ventricle of your heart, uh, my valve wasn't pumping properly. So it was pumping blood into the vein, but then sucking it back into the chamber. And it caused my chamber to swell three times the size it shouldn't that it should have been. Wow. Uh, did a few checks and stuff, put me on some tablets, which was fine. Uh, but then I started getting a bit sick toward when I was about, um, about 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 21, just after my 21st birthday, they loved, for some reason, they liked putting it around my birthdays. I don't know why. Um, I underwent uh, open heart surgery for, again, for for the second time. uh, So they replaced the pulmonary valve. Six months later, I felt really sick again. I actually collapsed while playing football at school. 
uh, not school, um, at university, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so 999 didn't hospital. Uh, they call it, I think they call them like uh, syncopes or something. It's when your heart just suddenly fires at near enough 200 beats per minute and your body can't catch up. And a lot like an electrical device, like if it gets too hot and whatever, it turns off. It's exactly what my body did. It just overheated, overloaded, couldn't keep up what it was doing, and I just collapsed on the field. Right. Um, got taken to hospital and they said, um, your valve has failed again, which is unusual because these last 10 to 12 years. Uh, had three keyhole surgeries to try and go in and repair the, the, the valve. They had to keep them year windows apart to stop the trauma on my heart. Uh, third one. So the second one, they couldn't get in because my vein was too restricted. So that's put stent number one in. The second time, they couldn't get in because it caused an issue with my heart and my heart rate dropped, apparently. And then the third one apparently nearly killed me. So they decided not to do that again. Mm. So when I was 25, they opened me up again for the third time, replaced it with another type of valve, did some housekeeping. He said in there, tightened a few more valves and stuff. Um, And then that was it. And then um, it started to leak again, probably when I was 27-ish. But then they put me on tablets and stuff. And it's only since getting COVID, I got COVID quite badly in 2020 because with the heart disease, I don't have an immune system. Right. So I got it really bad in 2020 and I was off work for quite a while. Um, it kind of damaged the valves again and the stents. So recently they've, um, so last week, or, uh, yeah, sorry, week and a half ago, I went up to hospital to have, um, well, the idea was to have one new stent put in to try and open up my the blood vessel to get some to my heart, you know, to, sorry, to my lungs and stuff. Mm. Um, but obviously, as as before, because I'm, I can't do things by halves, there was complications and they found that another stent had become damaged that they'll put a second stent in. And that was all because, and James never let me, let me forgive this because I missed his wedding for this. Oh. Um, I had an episode at work where it was treated as a minor heart attack. Oh, and right. being me stubborn, I got Dan to pick me up from work, <laughs> drive me home, and then we called 999. Um, <laughs> just thinking of the paperwork, probably. Um, but it turned out I'd, I'd, I'd been bitten by something. We don't know what it was, but I'd been bitten by something, and venom had got into my blood system called blood right. poisoning. Called blood poisoning, right. sorry. So it was also like a shock as well then? Mm, it was. It, they think it was a spider, but... They can never get. They just during because when my blood uh, blood works came back, they found venom in my blood in my blood. Oh, so, so that oh. is what had damaged the stent, which we didn't realise. Mm. So when last week when they went to put the new stent in, they discovered the another one was damaged. So they ended up having to put me to sleep in the end. Then three hours later, three and a half hours later, came around. So what should have been a forty-five minute local anaesthetic job turned into three and a half hour general yeah, anesthetic surgery. job yeah. um, with a very, very concerned, upset boyfriend and mum and dad yeah. <laughs> at the hospital yeah. as well. Yeah. But, well, look, Sam, thanks ever so much for, for sharing that. But I think, you know, the context for all of that is, isn't that just one of life's reminders about just being who you are and be happy exactly and that. get on with yeah. stuff and live for today mm-hmm. and, you know, go with the flow and yeah. have you. Like, life will somehow... somehow get in the way some shape or form just yeah. i've always learned just don't let it knock you down yeah be who you want to be everybody has their own thing they can believe in and i believe everybody should have their own thing to believe in mm. you you just 
it's, it sounds really cliche this i do apologize you believe in what you want to believe and you just go with it yeah doesn't matter what other people think if it makes you happy then do it yeah well i was going to ask you for one final quick tip for any youngsters coming into the industry uh because we do have a deficit of those we need more Mm -hmm. and and i'm just very conscious that you know if you're a young man in particular and perhaps you know you are curious about your sexuality that you know all lots of the stuff we've talked about might be the things that would prevent you from thinking of a career in the automotive industry so what would you in 30 seconds say to that person it's that don't just don't hold back just just do it just do yeah. it it's if you want to do it do it yeah. like it's it's stereotypically a male environment and the thing the, 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 if it more people came out as gay in the in you know in in, in workshops, uh, it would it, it'd be great. But I think because it's there's still there's very few people who who are openly gay in a workshop, let alone maybe might be you know you know Positive haven't come gay. out gay. Yeah. Just just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. It's it's it, it's you've got nothing to be scared of. I was scared for no reason for silly reasons, and it they uh, and like so ten years ago. No, it's, you know that's been in the past. Today, in today's day and age, just do it. Yeah, yeah, just do it. It's so much different. Yeah, like don't, don't do what I did and try and shield it because you're scared of people. Just do it. Just be you. Be yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sam, that's been an absolute pleasure. I'm delighted that you've joined us on Men Able Matters. Have you enjoyed doing your first podcast? Yes, I've really enjoyed it. I was a bit nervous to start off with, but I, I've um, well, I have really enjoyed it. Thank you for inviting me as well. Okay. Um, well I have well. really enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. So we're looking forward to you getting involved in some way with with Menable, yep. of course, and uh, get you active on Menable Me, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again. But for now, thank you Perfect. so much for being on Menable Matters. See you again. See you again. Thank you very much. Bye. You've been listening to Menable Matters podcast brought to you by the men able movement if you'd like to get involved join us at menable.org or follow the hashtag menable join us again for another podcast where we'll talk to more fantastic guests and get their hints tips and insights to their personal stories too see you again soon